Hey, are we going? No. We are, right? Aren't we? Yeah, I knew it. I was like, I feel like, I feel like we're already live, man. I feel like we're already live. Well, then, fuck, I guess we're going to just cut into this. And the, my guest today is a very funny dude, man. He's one of my favorite dudes ever. Um, oh, I have so many great stories of this guy. Um, my guest today is comedian, writer, guitarist, and all-around artist, uh, Drew Bame, everybody. Uh, Drew, say hello to the people. Hi, people. All right, everybody listening out there in whatever fucking land. Now, okay, man, today we have a special guest. He's considered to be one of the worst comedians to ever come out of Alberta, and that's why we have him here. It's, everybody always has the bests on their show. I got one of the worst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that doesn't inspire confidence for me to be funny now. For hey, the hey. Maybe I'll just hey, prove hey. you right and totally tank this episode because you threw a diss off the top. You see, but if you tank, it's, it, it'll be funny. That's how funny you truly are, bro. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. All right. So, man, we're going to sash. Choose a weed here, bro. We're, we're, choose a weed from our cheap canna. They're not our sponsor, but they will be once they see how great how much we love them that's funny cheap canna here i always give them just for the job you want bro do an uh, ad come on that, bro that, i'm gonna i'll do an ad for cheap canna are you sitting at home do you only have a few dollars in your pocket do you looking to get high well cheap canna can help you get by this week cheap canna has pineapple express and casey jones on sale for eight dollars a gram make sure to visit our website at cheapcanna.ca. listen for real I'm thinking, um, oh, buddy. Oh, let's do that. Uh, I don't know. I know you don't like that lemony. I like whatever. Stuff. You can do whatever okay, you let's choose. Let's do the Incredible Hulk. Wow! First guest to choose the Incredible Hulk. Really? For real? Pineapple Express gets chosen. Is it still here? Pineapple Express usually gets chosen. And Casey Jones, I think we smoked last week. Is Casey Jones the one that smells funky? That's a, that still smells like a super lemony sativa, and I know you get all white. Oh, it is all shit. lemony yeah. sativa. Wow, that does smell nice though. Fuck, I, I I love the, the the company's name is Cheap Canna. I know that, <laughs> dude. Cheap Canna. That's like a car that has like busted. Whips. You chose Incredible Hulk. To me, that smells awful. What do you? Cra- I'm gonna crack the nug. Let's see well, what you're this not, See, <laughs> Cheap Canna is definitely not gonna be a sponsor now if you start dissing. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Every show, I always talk good about them, but I always talk shit about this one. But I never get into it. But you're a good person to get into it. You you, you got a good nose on you. What are you smelling here? Why did you choose Incredible Hulk? Okay, let me see here. I didn't even smell the Pineapple Express. And when you do choose weed, what are you choosing it for? What are you looking for? I like, uh, Courtney asked me one time, my girlfriend, she's like, I was like looking for nugs that were purple. And she's like, why do you like weed that's purple? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I think it's Snoop Dogg and uh, like, early California rap. Yeah. They always uh, glorified purple weed. So <laughs> my childhood brain is like, yeah, purple weed. If it ain't perp, it ain't perp. That's exactly what it was. And she, when she, she literally stumped me. She's like, what is so good about purple weed? And I was like, I, I don't know. I Dude, actually don't know. It's, I love the way weed looks. Sometimes I can buy weed just based on the look. Uh, but I, 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 I know what you mean. If there's a little bit of purple in it versus a weed that just has green and like orangey, I'm going to choose the one with purple in right. it. Because the high that I associate with a purple weed is a body high, a deep muscle high. I love that kind of shit. You're such a funny dude, bro. Purple. Okay, man. <laughs> Man, do you do you remember the first time we met? Can, can we can we tell that story? Yes, officially quick? on record now. This on record, be the last this... time we tell this story. Okay, we've man. Told story a million times. I, I'm gonna tell it. If okay. I ever get the chance that somebody knows you and I at the same time, oh, well, I'm telling it. Okay, that's okay, fine. man. When when is this story happened? 2001. 2014. Wow. Yeah, bro. That's Bef- how long ago this is. Yeah, bro. I didn't even live here yet, and I've lived here. F- this is my Dude, five you're an year. Edmonton local. Yeah, you were yeah. the first person to ever meet me in Edmonton. The first yeah. time I ever went out there. Well. 
Well, Danny Marnello posted because you were looking for a ride from the airport to the Century Casino where the Yuck Yucks <laughs> is. And then my buddy posts, Danny posts, hey, my buddy, he shared your status. And he's like, my buddy is looking for a ride. And then I hit you up. I hit up Danny and I was like, yo, what's up with this guy? He's like, no, he's super cool. You'll want to pick him up. He loves weed. You have rolling papers? Um, Yeah. Bang. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, filter. Check on the table if there's. Yeah, filters. that's the thing I couldn't get from the store was the filters. Um, I have so, filters. So then he hit, and then I hit you up, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'll pick you up from." I was like, "Yeah, I'll pick you up from the airport, no problem." Because I was like, "Yeah, I'm down. Like, maybe I'll need a ride from airport one day or whatever." It's like just like a help a comedian out sort of thing, like pay it forward sort of thing. No do you filters. Have, do you have filters on you? No, I, I tried to buy some before okay, I came keep here. Keep telling the story. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> rolling, this worry. is classical. <laughs> it's classical. Come to my podcast and then fucking take it over and tell the story entirely while I go look for fucking filter papers that we should have found before because the whole podcast is about fucking smoking dope. <laughs> okay, so fittingly enough, the first, the first time that I met you, I was picking you up from the airport and I picked you up. And then the first thing you said to me was you pulled out this like big giant square like thing and you're like, yo, you, you're like, yo, you want to do a dab? <laughs> and yeah, I was like, what the good. fuck? Like you're flying. This is 2016 or like six years ago. This is six years ago. So this, 2014. Yeah. Man. So like weed and like extracts and shit were just kind of coming around. Like never mind traveling with them. Yeah. Never mind doing dab. I, I think I did a dab in the airport waiting or something. You shit, did. Man. That's what you told me. I was like, yo, you freaked me the fuck out because I was like, yo, you flew with that? And you're like, yeah, bro, it's just vaporizing. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you're like firing up this butane <laughs> torch. That's you know, in the first ten <laughs> seconds of meeting you, bro. That's the, the first, first ten seconds. And you told me, well, we had to get water because you couldn't because you were. I was able doing to dry dabs and it was destroying my throat because all, all morning I'd been doing dry dabs in airports. Pearson, <laughs> shit, I don't give a fuck. I'll go into a washroom stall, like I'll, I'll take a, a, a shit. I don't give a fuck. And while I'm shitting, I'll do a dab and blow it into my sweater and just sit there and I'll allow the anxiety of the moment to. Bro, it's gonna take me over too, but it adds to the high. I'm all fucked. Cause I'm like, I just did a dab in an international airport. And then I, I and then I'll hear the guy was like, everybody uh, boarding Air, 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 Air Canada flight 742 going to Edmonton with a stop up in Calgary. And you're all high. You're like, that's me. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I still do dabs in airports all the time, man. That's crazy. I, buddy, to me, I had a 15 hour layover um, one of my last trips, and I got high all day in a. Uh, in a tiny airport, um, in the top of uh, in the top of Newfoundland, man, it probably has like three flights all day, and you have to wait for hours and hours for your flight. It was fucking crazy. I can't remember the name of the place right now, but yeah, Deer Lake, Deer Lake, Newfoundland. Oh, that's a small airport. That's a bro. little airport. I got high in that airport all day once. That's so and like in the airport. I want you to know that dabbing isn't vaporized. Like you no, know, no, I know, that, right? I know that now. At like the time, I didn't. <laughs> I know, and I was like, as you're firing up this butane torch that's clearly going well above a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, I'm like, I don't think there's any vaporizing going Buddy, on. Buddy, I'm just getting subtle. ripped. Yeah. You know, dabbing at that level is low head, crack, low level crackhead behavior. I'll tell you straight up, bro. Yeah. Like crackhead weed behavior. Like, cause I used to do easily 20 30 dabs a day are you no still problem. you're not you're not like that anymore though no i couldn't dab like that if i tried i can have dabs at home yeah. and i swear to god i treat it like liquor yes like at nighttime i'll sit down i'll put some video games on i'll light the torch and i'll and then i'll be like oh my god you have dabs and i'll be like shh, shh just give me a cold can of coke if i'm dying 
It's like pouring yourself. Like, whoops! It's like pouring yourself like a nice bourbon at the end of the night. Yeah, like, dude, and I'll well, get all ripped, man. That's what it should be treated because it is like if a joint is a beer, then a then a dab is like a fire a shot to ever clear. Dude, like a giant know? cup of like yeah whiskey on rocks or mm-hmm. something like that. Like it's no joke. Like you're trying to get extra buzzed quick, and uh, that that's the thing, man. I used to do dabs every day, all day for years, and I'll be the first person to tell you there there is long term effects that are negative that are going to be found and associated with um, high levels of dabbing. Yeah. Okay, dude, it, I'll tell you what, man, I still smoke weed. I got nothing wrong with weed. I'll smoke the plant every day. But you smoke too many concentrates all day, every day, no matter how clean they are. Man, I'm, I'm a popular person in the weed community. I got good quality dabs for years. And I eventually, man, the paranoia that it would give me, it actually destroyed my partner's ability to smoke weed regularly. Yeah. She did so many dabs with me that it, she couldn't do, she couldn't smoke weed at all anymore. It was just making her so paranoid that it was affecting us. And it was affecting me. It was making me paranoid too. And I had to stop. I literally had to stop smoking dabs. But when you met me, 2014, that's like the beginning of the peak. And that peak lasted almost three, four years. Yeah. Where I could just bring a unit with me in a backpack and just drop a dab on a subway and not even give a fuck. <laughs> I used to do that after shows. Like, say I was coming from, like, uptown or across town. Yeah. And there was only, like, a couple people on my thing. Man, imagine how crackhead that must look to somebody down the thing who doesn't know what... Is that guy using a blowtorch right now on a yeah. fucking bong? And I'd be sitting in that corner and I'd, like... I don't even give a fuck. I'd just drop a dab. Man, being, like, in your early 20s, mid-20s is fucked. Because you have so much confidence to just do whatever. I would never do that now as a father. I swear to God. I would just feel like such a fucking loser. Being like, man, that guy couldn't wait to just do that dab at home. But at the time, I couldn't. I just would just do a dab. Rubber. I remember doing dabs everywhere. Airports, bus stops, international airports. Logan. I brought my dab stuff to Logan once in Boston. And I did a dab in the smoking cigarette area. I used to have the electric unit where you yeah. press the button and you just wait. Nowadays, there's Puffco's, but... I was uh, I went to Europe this summer and I flew with like... I had a jewel cartridge <laughs> filled with the oil. So I put it in amongst the regular jewel cartridges and I didn't tell my girlfriend because I wanted her no, to No, you like, can't. You can't, yeah. To like not know or whatever. I didn't tell her until after we had made it through because we stopped in Barcelona and then from Barcelona we were going to Florence. Sick. And then, uh, so I made it from Pearson to Barcelona, fine. And I was like, okay, that'll be okay because we're leaving from Terminal 3, which is like the same like WestJet terminal. Like, there's sure, no, there's like, no switchover. Yeah, it's fine. And then I had to go through the Barcelona airport again and then to go to Italy. And that's when I was sketched because I was like, this is unknown territory. But I don't know. The hustle was like so crazy. Like these European airports. They just had was... no time to even give a fuck about your jewel package. No, it was just boom. And she was so mad, bro. When I told her, she's like, I was like, oh, I was like, I can tell you now, but like, this is a weed cartridge. And she's like, what? (laughs) And I totally like gambled this entire $10,000 vacation on a fucking weed vape car. Isn't that crackhead behavior? No, man. You're talking to a guy who traveled to America for years with like loaded dabs and stuff. I don't give a fuck, man. Travel with all the weed. I would travel with five to ten jewel cartridges. If you're going to travel with one, you might yeah. as well travel five, bro. I know. That's because what I know. you might as well. If you're going to bring any, you might as well bring the amount that you actually want and just do your best, bro. I've concealed. When- <laughs> I've concealed, man. So <laughs> that laugh means much conceal. drugs as a young comic when I used to travel. That it's actually embarrassing now to even think about. But man, we used to, if you were going like to the East Coast for a couple of weeks, you'd even, you'd even pack a little blow. Who gives a fuck? You'd pack like, <laughs> I swear to God, man, yeah. I would pack a couple grams and not even give a fuck. Yeah. Because I would pack it in my, in my, and not my carry on. Nowadays, 
I will bring weed on my carry on. I don't. Even You're give allowed a shit. to. You're allowed to. Yeah. And uh, okay, this is a cool, quick little drop-in story in between the drug story. I went. I got caught with cologne. Because Danielle packed my bag and she didn't even think about it. So she packed 125 milliliters. Oh, no. So the lady opened up my carry-on and there was big, like a half ounce uh, in one bag and like a little jar of another half ounce. It was over, just over 30 grams actually. And uh, whatever, man. And we had all this like weed paraphernalia. And she said to me, she's like, out of all the things in your bag, sir, I actually only need this. And I started laughing. I was like, oh, man, isn't that funny? What a <laughs> world. And she was like, it's crazy, man. And she zipped up my bag. She came back my bag. We had this little like inter- like little interaction. She asked me if I wanted to go spray a bunch in a garbage can and i was like are you nuts what? man do you know how long i'm gonna be there spraying 25 <laughs> milliliters of cologne i'm gonna be here for fucking an hour. you're gonna be mr hugo boss ah, after that just, yeah, just coming nasty, on the airplane man. like i could <laughs> never do that to the people at the airport man. yeah so no i said no i'll keep the fucking cologne it was nice it was like a dolce gabbana fuck flying with weed is crazy i had them bust my little weed jar my little seven acres you know those weed jars oh yeah that jar that jar is heat bag i, I travel with it too but that jar is heat bag i know because it says respect the plant yeah they're like what, what, what plant bro cocaína like stop smelling my cocaína yeah <laughs> but they questioned how much i had they, oh, they were yeah, like oh is that. this over 30 and it was like seven grams and then they had to get some kid to come eyeball it yeah, did they they're like yeah. hey come see if this is and they're like no nah, he's not and they were like, yeah, whatever Brandon said is cool. They were like, cool with whatever he said. Buddy, I've already got caught with a couple things. I, I, I've had stuff taken away from me. Um, a grinder, a little plastic grinder one time. Uh, yeah, I had a cop throw one part of my grinder like west and one part of it east yeah. <laughs> into the bushes as if it was like uh, some Dragon Balls and I would never be able to reunite them together. Cops are stupid. <laughs> Not in the- Cops are fucking stupid. When yeah. it, like maybe not as much now when it comes to weed, they probably get it and they don't care. When I was growing up, man, because they weren't sure what to do. Right. They would catch you drinking and they knew what to do. They'd yeah. Pour out the beer, or they'd pour it out, and they would make you pour it out, and that was it. But man, with weed, with weed, they were sometimes if you were nice, they didn't want to give you a ticket. They would look right. at each other like, all right, uh, uh, you know, uh, put the weed on the floor and stop it. I'll never forget one time, a friend of mine. Bruno is the, this is the coolest move i ever seen in my life. He palmed it like a fucking magician. Oh, yeah, he, he pretended to throw it on the floor and stomp it. And we all, I saw him do it. And then we walked away. He's like, did you guys see that? I didn't even do it with mine. And we're like, oh. Man, we were like 15 or 16. We got caught at a place called Dover Court Park in Toronto. And yeah. we got caught at the DOV is what we used to call yeah. it. The D-O motherfucking V. And uh, yeah, cops, we had to spill our little two four, a little, uh, a little two four of Coronas we had left. Caronitas, we used to buy oh, yeah, Caronitas because yeah. we were so young that we uh, obviously buying a two four of Corona was too much. That's little, expensive too. Yeah, Caronitas was whatever, man. It was actually kind of pricey too. It was like thirty bucks, but you yeah. felt better because it was like these little beers and you could just smash them all day with your homies and just like <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, they're like less heated. I don't know why we got booked with Caronitas one time and the cop. This is like inappropriate, but cop called us gay. <laughs> Why? Because you had Coronita? Yeah. And wow. I, I never, yeah, he's like, oh man, I didn't know you guys were gay. What the fuck? And we were all kind of like taken back. Like, like, you know, when you're getting busted, we all got offended. We were like, wow, sir, you can't say that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nobody said that though. We all kind of just like, I just never forget it. I was always just one of these memories. Like, wow, that would never happen anymore. And nobody even kind of batted an eye. Like nobody cared. The cop called us gay for drinking little beers. You guys didn't care. You're like, 
We, uh, we definitely you, didn't care. You guys are probably like, oh, is he right? Dude, <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of kids from the neighborhood. Yeah, I, you know, I always felt kind of fruity. Like, I guess we got to start getting the big ones. Yeah, yeah, overcompensating yeah, yeah. by the super big Coronas. You know what I'm yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's just going to keep booking us so he <laughs> yeah, can drink them. Next now time we're talking, boys. Uh, you're going to have a real big Corona next yeah, get, time. Yeah, get Miller Lights next time, assholes. <laughs> Real men drink Miller Lite. Yeah, it's like I'm only, I'm booking you because you got the coronitas. And I want you guys to bring some cocaine next time. Too. <laughs> <laughs> this cop's fun. We always got booked by the same Asian cop, bro. Really, same neighborhood cop. Same. We got we had neighborhood policing. Yeah. So that the kids didn't get beat up. That's what America needs is neighborhood policing. You get it's the same cops all the time. So they know the area. And they mm. know the people. They and know yeah, the kids yeah, and they know cops, that whether or not yeah. they're assholes or they're yeah. not. You know, you'd see the same fucking this guy. It's it's either Tam or Fam. I, I feel like his it's name fam. is probably Tam Fam. No, it's Fam. It's Fam. <laughs> I can remember seeing Fam on his thing, and all of us always thought that it was cool because in Toronto, Fam used to be like a yo Fam. Yeah, yo but Fam. P H A M. Yeah, but it's P H A M, and uh, he would always just give a shit. And anytime he would see us, as soon as he would see us, his head would flick back like, "Oh, you guys are gonna," because yeah. he knew what he was walking into. Just a bunch of kids smoking weed. Do kids even smoke weed on the streets anymore? I don't even know what they do. Man. Like, like, right? Do kids like at sc- go to school parks and schoolyards? That like, I would. What I wouldn't do to see some teenage kids smoking some weed in a I park. I bet you weed's not even cool for them anymore. God, what a bunch of losers! Or like weed is like you gotta like wait in a line and like. Dude, it. yeah, my dad <laughs> buys weed on the weekend, and my mom gets so mad, and it's like. <laughs> It's like, why am I going to get involved with my father and mother's, in, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, my dad listens to Drake High and my mom hates it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, dad, I don't know, man. You're making Drake lame, dude. Are you going to be open about weed use with your daughter? I already am. I, I get high like 10 feet away from the kid. Yeah, but like, I, I, she doesn't know what she, the fuck's and going she doesn't, on. And she doesn't even care. Well, yeah, I have been smoking weed around my kid for so long. Yeah, the that smell is normal care. to her, obviously. The house always smells like weed. Yeah. I have a sesh room, and my sesh room is also a video game room. So and sometimes also her just... bedroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and where we also get dressed. It's a small house, bro. And uh, <laughs> it's also our, our shitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our kitchen. It's one seat. Um, but the kid doesn't give a fuck. She knows what my weed is. She never touches it. She yeah. sees the joints, never touches it. She likes lighters because she calls them candles because we sing happy birthday, and she blows out the lighter oh okay yeah you know um if i go i'm smoking dada smoking she say okay i'll come back dada she gets it like oh like i never say that i'm smoking unless i'm literally in the middle of a joint and she opens the door and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, sweetie sweetie yeah you uh you become a pothead parent bro it's so nice yeah you guys are gonna do it you accord are a nice couple you guys are probably gonna have a little wee wee babe just like everybody else is having for some reason right now ian and sammy and a bunch of other toronto people i can feel it i was thinking about it actually you the other day nice, man. man i can feel it man yeah we're solid trust man. you we guys are good, nice you guys good, um, are a good, good little cops. yes man you guys have a little pop and the pop is doing fine promise you man it's gonna happen the way it happened to me you're gonna knock her up by mistake. By accident? No. And then she's gonna look at you and be like, hey, I'm knocked up. And you're gonna be like, I know, it was me who did it. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm the, the pull out king of North Edmonton, bro. You ain't never catch me slipping, bro. No, I'm not me, man. You know how lazy of a person I am. You think I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> he, just puts, he just leaves. Hey, I pulled out <laughs> after I came, baby. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Are you gonna have another one? Yeah, man. Yeah, you can't you can't have a an only child, eh? Nah, nah, nah. We we have a lot of fun. D D's a mom, mom. Yeah, she's like, uh, I'll cook, I'll fucking clean, I'll raise this kid. Just go out there and go be creative, money, yeah. Yeah, Go make some loot. Yeah, and I'm actually one of those dudes, and I'm like, all right, sick. 
For real? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll go work. I'll just do extra shit. Yeah, I'll work from Wednesday to Sunday. I don't give a fuck. I know, yeah. Wednesday to Sunday being a stand-up comic means two days of the week you make 25 to $50, and yeah. the rest of the week you hope to make 100 plus. Right, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, man, and it's a weird lifestyle. I know. Because... Um, Honestly, bro, we get so lucky that my parents are immigrants, but they invested in some real estate and they got two homes back in the day. Like they bought the Toronto home where they raised us and they bought yeah. a cottage when we were all moved out. Yeah. And um, oh my God, the beautiful couch. I just touched it. And I, we live at the cottage, bro. Yeah. Like we live at a are cottage. Are your parents up there too? No, they, they, the they, they come up on the weekends. And yeah. then my dad's going to be up there this weekend because we, I need him to build the deck with me. Right. Um, I've been woodworking a bunch this year. I love working with wood. Are you watching YouTube videos? Reading I'll, books? I'll, I'll, watch, uh, I'll watch the YouTube videos. I can't read. Literally like, not that I can't read. <laughs> I literally cannot yeah, bear the idea too, yeah, of yeah, sitting like, down and reading. I would rather listen to an audio book yeah. in a quiet room with my yeah. eyes closed. And some guy being like, and that's when Peter learned that life was more than just the road. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be there in my like silence, just crying a little bit. Like, this book is fucking wild, man. <laughs> but I can't sit there and read that. If I read that, yeah. I'd be like, what a fucking lame ass book. Yeah. Somebody reads it to me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I don't, I watch videos. That's how yeah. I learned how to drive standard and everything. I literally really some so British this guy. Is the first car where you learned your standard. Yeah, I learned how to drive standard on a fucking sports car. <laughs> it was the worst Dude, car. it I, was the worst because you don't know how to give throttle anything. No. So you just give the throttle. You're like, oh, is this how it works? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. shit, I'm, a, I'm a moron. The worst is that people assume yeah. that you know how to drive a nice... If you're driving a nice car, people assume you know how to drive it. And right. I did not know how to drive it for a few weeks. Um, well, that's the thing about learning stick is that you have to <laughs> be okay with not giving a fuck with the people behind uh, you. Think you about are going to make some mistakes, bro. Yeah. You're going to make some mistakes. Oh, yeah. It's gonna, you're going to roll back. You're, you're going to roll back. Grind. You're going to have to hit your brakes and then over rev to compensate for your fears. There's so much <laughs> weird shit. And, and then one day, it, it all goes away on like your fourth or fifth day. Right. And you get it. Right. And you start and you just roll correctly and you get into the intersection and you start on the green light and nobody around you even knows that you're a standard yeah and you're like dude fuck yeah now i gotta teach my dad fuck he's my dad's 70 years old and his cognitive function is going so we're trying everything to get him to use his brain more yeah because he he went from working every day from like 10 to 60 literally from 10 years old to 60 years old 65 crazy working every day of his life from being a farmhand to a tailor and then to being an engineer with uh with bombardier working on like uh gears for years and years and what years. kind of engineer mechanical engineer? mechanical wow, engineer crazy. man and um it, it, okay so he his brain was always really functioning really high all the time constantly every day right and then one day when he retired all he did was just watch tv and then we he started forgetting shit so we're like oh man we got to step it up we got to do shit for dad dad's getting like old people brain already yeah. like that's how quick it's going from normal person brain to old person brain right it's crazy and uh it's taken five years since, since he's retired till today yesterday or two days ago was his birthday he turned 69 he's not 70 yet but yeah yeah he's losing cognitive function bro when he drives he'll like he'll like he'll, he doesn't he has no confidence, so we're trying to push him to like do it. And now he's getting a little bit better, and we're building shit with him yeah. and trying to get him to be active again. He won't play video games. We tried to get him video that, games. I was just gonna say, video games are actually a good. We thing tried for to that. get yeah. it, and yeah. he, we tried to get him like to play card games on phones and shit. We won't do it. Right. That's the thing with people. I think our generation, we're not gonna have that same mental like uh, breakdown. I feel as a lot of old people who just sit there and watch uh, today on the news, right? And all for like twenty four hours till they go back to sleep. Because of the constant stimulation that we've conditioned ourselves to. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> we cannot stop 
thinking, doing, experiencing, scrolling, yeah. listening, reading. Bro, like, are you addicted to your phone? Are you one of those peeps? Because I am. I'm. I mean, I feel like I've been working on that consciously for like some time. Yeah. Like I stopped going on Facebook regularly, like almost two years ago now. And that's been something that's been like super helpful. And I don't feel like the need to like check in all Man, the time. How bad and is Facebook? It's so stupid, bro. It's disgusting. I don't even go. It's like, it's kind of scary. It's yeah. Yo, you get to see what humanity is thinking in internally. That was something that didn't exist for a long time. You couldn't see people's inner thoughts. It was just part of what you, if you met somebody along the line of your life who had crazy thoughts and that you just met that person and then you moved on. Yeah. Now I have them as friends. Right. That have grown to be normal friends that are like share such we I'm not even talking about conspiracy theorists. I love my conspiracy theorist friends. It's my hate-filled friends that I feel bad for. People who share things that are like like uh like if, if all that like when the Black Lives Matter stuff is happening, the people who just cannot resist going all lives, all lives. You're like, no man, just do a little bit of research, just see what the Black Lives Matter means. Does it mean that they're more important or any of that kind of stuff? It just means they're trying to highlight that there there's an equality in the way the treatment of of their people. Yeah. I don't got no breaks in life, and I know. Or remember for a while it was immigrants or refugees. Remember last like it's crazy how the world works, how there's a new thing to hate and then there's a whole group of people to protect those people who are being hated on and divisiveness i feel like right now we're in a nice amount of that you grew up in edmonton in calgary what the fuck did you grow up did you ever get to see that did you ever see like white kids make fun of other like ethnic kids and shit like that so like they're like i, I was fortunate to grow up in like uh well i guess not fortunate but the no, I, northeast edmonton the neighborhood that i grew up in was like a pretty multicultural diverse neighborhood so Amazing. i didn't grow up like surrounded in like only white like there was just there was no really like question. There was wasn't really. It didn't really come up. You know what I mean? Like it was just like <clears throat> there was just different races of people, and that's just like nobody ever got bullied for being because it was still the nineties. You know, like we were still cognizant and woke of like racism, even as like kids in grade two, of three. Of course, you know, and you like like that's racist. Like that's the thing. Like you knew not to. Do that in junior high, making fun of gay people was not cool. You what, know, like man. I grew up like that, dude making you know? fun. We had so many gay kids in our high school that if you made fun of a gay kid, you were a hundred percent blacklisted. Forever. Yeah, done. You're done. How yeah, could you do me that? Too. Yeah. They're so vulnerable, bro. Yeah. They already outside of these walls have to deal with so much. Right. Let's try to make you know, like we had, uh, we had like. We, I went to an art school. Did you go to an art high school? No. Well, I went to a high school with a really, really good theater and dance program. Dance program. Yeah. Uh, that's an art school, dude. That's yeah. just like a, you know, it might not be called art, but, but I went to an arts high school. And uh, for the we were like a ghetto arts high school. It, it was like the, the the Catholic art school for the poor immigrant kids of the community, <laughs> sort of God. But, but one year we got a huge grant. So our, we went from being like a poor high school to like a pretty decent high school. Like we got all new IMAX, new instruments. Oh, nice. It's, it's the best. When you're actually in high school, dude, it was just like a Disney movie. Like we got there the next year and the teacher had like all these cases on the two chairs for the grade 11s and 12s. And you're like, what's this? And they're like, open it up. It is your new instrument. So we're like, oh my God. Ah, kids crying over saxophones. <laughs> you know, 
Shit like that. Dude, were, were you playing accordion in high school band? Or no, man. I never played no accordion in my high schools, man, because I was always so embarrassed. <laughs> I always picked up other instruments that were cool to make up for the fact that I was good at, at the lame, like yeah. an lame instrument. And the only reason accordion is even lame is because of stupid Steve Urkel, bro. Steve mm. Urkel ruined it, man, because he was so popular in the 90s and he would come up with this accordion and be like... Bruh, bruh, bruh. See, when I was growing up, man, in my household, my dad loved accordion. Obviously, right. he played and I played. So we watched this guy named Lawrence Welk. Lawrence, Lawrence Welk, Welk is yeah. this motherfucking old school, like 50s, 60s show, bright lights, dancers. And my dad used to love it. My dad would sit there with me and be like, you want to watch Lawrence? The show du Lawrence. That's what he called it. The yeah. show of Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence's show. Lawrence, the Lawrence Welk show. And he would come out and this guy would always have the fucking best accordion players. I don't know how this show was so popular, <laughs> why people loved it. It was this like, like, man, it was like, you ever watch it? You ever watch no, it? No, but I know of, of it. Like I know oh, that's. Man, I yeah. don't know how to explain it, bro. Okay, it was like this humongous production, like well, it's backing like one of those band. Like variety shows. It was a variety like... show with a, an accordion playing host from the fifties. That I think it finished in like the seventies. Man, Lawrence Welk, the Lawrence Welk show, bro. We would, man, it's like I felt like me and my dad would get high. It's like we were sessioning and watching that show. Yeah, because <laughs> as a kid, like my, it was so hard to connect with my dad. My dad's like old school immigrant dude. Of course. So yeah. anytime you could, uh, anytime you could relate with him was so great what led to the story what were we talking about the lawrence how did we get into this i asked you if you played accordion oh yeah said, no, lawrence welk cool. though but lawrence welk had i always thought accordion guys. was cool because the fucking yeah because bro lawrence welk show everybody on the show looked like a fucking millionaire if you ever watch that show they all have gold rings and they're playing beautiful studded accordions and you're like man these people are rock star accordionists and then yeah by the time i was a teenager not a teenager but like a kid the only other person on TV other than motherfucking Lawrence Welk playing the accordion. Steve Urkel. Urkel. What about, weren't you emboldened by Weird Al? No. We no, never got, Weird Al never got into the house. If I had known about Weird Al, bro, I probably wouldn't even be Reeds. I'd be like You'd Weird be Reeds. Weird Reeds, yeah. You'd be Freaky Reeds or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I already <laughs> love to make satire songs. You know me, man. Yeah, you do. And uh, I already love to make silly bro, songs. Bro, I sent you the samples from our <laughs> band. Dude, man. Dude, Tony Hawk is hot right now. We should. That was, I know Tony Hawk. We missed the bandwagon on that man. And that are you in a band jam. right now? Are you in a band? I was playing for Dan in Dan Gary's band, but that's not happening anymore because of the because whatever. But let's just know. fucking make a band, you, me, and then we'll. Well, well that, what we'll, I told you, if Beaks like I'm down. Did you did you, you mean that girl and the Beaks jammed out pretty good that time? Yeah, too. that sounded nice too. She's a good songwriter too. Reitz is a very talented, you're a very talented guitar player and vocalist, man. Like that blues track was sounded awesome, bro. Your yeah. solos were nice. It was and we funked on the bass and me and Beaks yeah, were in on it. Yeah, man. My bass was dirty on that song. If you're yeah. listening to this right now and you've never been able to jam once in your life, please go pick up a percussion instrument and just go join a beach circle of like tambourines. <laughs> just be part just of a jam, musical circle. Yeah. There is something completely uplifting and freeing the second you join a rhythm with other people. Yeah. Okay, man. You don't gotta you don't gotta be the beginning. You don't gotta be the melody. You can just be the backing. You can just be the Okay, you can, just being that brings so much to the soul, man. Yeah. You and I have been lucky enough to jam and play music. How long? When did you start playing music? I started playing music when I, uh, I was in grade nine. No way. Yeah. So late. 
And that's how good late. of a bass player you are. And a guitarist late, yeah. and a yeah. keyboardist. This guy's a multi-instrument dude and he started in grade nine. Yeah, I started Can you imagine late, your parents yeah. had fucking given you something as a kid? I asked to play the saxophone when I was nine and it was too expensive and I wanted to play the flute and then that was too you know, expensive. You know, it's not, man. Um... It's fucking, it's tough, man. You got to do that for your kids, man. I know. I wish they did. I, I don't yeah. actually know if it was too expensive because that kind of stuff was too expensive actually for my parents too. I begged them and then finally when I got into high school, they got me an electric guitar. Yeah, that's okay. my guitar. I'm finally, it was because all my other buddies, like I wanted to play music and then all my other buddies were like finally in bands and they were doing like, they're like, oh, I can't hang out. I got band practice. And I was like, well, yeah, fuck, wait, I want to come to band practice. I'm not just going to be like a groupie. Like, I'm gonna, like, let me play guitar. What was your first guitar? It was a Squire Stratocaster. No! Mexican, Squire Mexican uh, 70s Stratocaster with no. a big fat headstock. This is great. Three humbu- or three single coil pickups. That's and, dirty, uh, man. It was a, a Sunburst. I have that at home. I have a Sunburst Mexican Squire. Yeah. Oh my God, man. I have that exact guitar at home. Uh, most people do. Okay. I was going to say that. I was like, fathead Mexican. It's yeah. not 70s style. It's just like a 90s that's or early what, 2000s, well, whatever I, remake. That's but. the 70s style is the fat headstock. They did these fat strats. And yeah, some mine's from like uh, 2004. It was like one of those guitars that you got in like a... Like a kit kind of thing, I think. Yeah, but, the starter uh, kit. Yeah, the starter kit kind of thing. But it's With actually dirty, dude. I never got the amp or any of that stuff. I got this from a friend of mine. That's not, I don't. It wasn't my first guitar. My first guitar is even way worse than that and much cheaper. What was your first guitar? Was a Toys R Us. Oh, first act. Yeah, guitar that's a strat. It's an yeah, all black strat. strat. Clone, yeah, it's a strat clone. Um, sound. I still might have it somewhere in my house. I don't give it any love because I just fucking hate it. Because it reminds me of um, the struggle of learning to play guitar. Right. And how much I hated everybody else in my high school for having these great guitars. Even if it was just an Epiphone or a Squire. I know. But I had a first act. Yeah. I had to cover the headstock in... in, in uh, and um, stickers because I was so ashamed, man. <laughs> my parents were just struggling, but they but they didn't know that I was gonna become good because as soon as I became good and I fucking was killing it on the guitar for my birthday, they bought me an Epiphone. My mom bought me an Epiphone, not my dad. Right. Even though he's the musician, right. he was so cheap, and he's not cheap, man. He's just one of these dudes like we can't spend money. My mom for my birthday took me out to Long and McQuaid's and begged me not to spend more than three hundred or four hundred dollars. And she's just like, please, just pick something nice. And I ended up picking a Sunburst, as not an SG. I last call. Uh, like, yeah. No, man, like an Epiphone Sunburst. Oh, like the 335? Yeah, yeah, with exactly. The, with the F holes? The, the dot. Uh, an the dot. Yeah, the okay, dot. The dot yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunburst. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually have that. I actually had that guitar for years, and I traded it for a... uh a, a, telly? I, no, man, I traded it. Oh, I wish. I bought that telly for like four or five bills or something like that. No, I saw I, that. Oh, but I, I, I have a couple tellies. Remember I have that fake China telly? That's dirty. That with, thing is uh, not. Was that the one from Facebook? The thing's dirty. Yeah, that thing is dirty, dude. I bought a fake telly off some dude, and it ended up being just as good as any real telly I owned. It just isn't in tune right now. I have a bunch of sweet guitars, man. What's your favorite guitar? Because you got a you got a great I got a white Hendrix. Well, that's the style, thing is like, I'm left-handed, so uh, all the guitars I bought were like under duress for the most part. Because yeah. like you walk into a guitar shop and you're like, you see a left-handed guitar that's nice, and you're like, well, fuck, man, I pretty much got to buy this. Like, cause oh, I got an SG that way. I got everybody's got to own an SG. I owned an SG. I yeah. own two SGs. Really? 
I owned the red and black one and the sunburst. See, I never liked the red and black one. No, it was overdid. I had it's it for overdid. Like a, dude, I had it for like a year and I was like, this is gross. I, I know. Everyone had it because they were pumping those out in the early 2000s, those SG like 400s. They were just coming That's out like <laughs> in the same and they, they had the red one and the black one. And I was always looking for this like worn brown with no finish on it, you know, just like oh, no gorgeous, finish, warm yeah. brown. And I finally found one with these like sick humbuckers. God, we're such guitar nerds. We're talking about the I know. I'm not, uh, nobody's, the, <laughs> I just realized nobody knows the what we're talking about. The patina finish on a worn <laughs> SG. People are, people are going to have to Google that. Like, what are they even talking about? An SG is the ACDC guitar for yes. anybody thinking. Anytime you think of an, the ACDC guitar, it's the SG. That's all I can ever think about. There's certain guitars that are just, you know, Led Zeppelin is the uh, Gibson. Is the Les Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Slash then, played one of those from uh, that's right, Guns N' Roses. Slash, that's Guns right. N' Roses. Yeah, I only I only liked Guns N' Roses in high school. Even though I was into rock music when I was younger, I liked only Guns N' Roses when I became uh, like kind of rebellious in high school, smoking pot because I yeah. finally got it. I was like, I get it now. I right. Get it. Okay, I get it. I, I didn't like them before. I thought they were fake. I thought it was fake. I was like, these guys are like a hair band. My well, because like, the yeah, yeah, the videos had them all teased up and like yeah. I know. You listen to cool songs and you're like, oh wait, they're cool as shit, man. And then you learn more about Slash. You're like, oh, this guy's the real wow, deal, man. This yeah. guy plays drunk with like cigarettes burning his dick. This yeah. guy's the man. Yeah, he's like passing out from heroin, playing like a, a crazy guitar uh, solo. Nothing makes <laughs> nothing is easier to idolize in high school than a dude who does heroin and plays guitar. Yeah, man. dude, if you played heroin and uh, you play, if you, you played heroin and did guitar, <laughs> if you played heroin and did guitar. Oh, man. I'm, it's I'm not, true, though, man. There's man. something like this mystique about it. Like, you're like John Lennon was in there. Oh, like, the man. heroin holes, I man. You're man. Like, if you're not, if you're, if you play guitar and you didn't do heroin, I don't even like you when I'm a teenager. <laughs> if you were like a sober guitarist, get the fuck out of my like CD chain. Like the dude chain. from Weezer. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You're like, buddy, throw a little heroin in that arm, buddy. All right. It's an island in the sun. Yeah. You ever did heroin? <laughs> That's an island in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Those guys, I think they were drugged up. I don't know. I, Who, I don't even. I, I don't know about Weezer looks like everybody does drugs except for that guy. Except right? for that guy. I can't remember his name. He has a really funny name. Rivers Cuomo. There is Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. I was like, that guy's name is wild too, bro. Yeah. Okay, wait, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> man, I had okay. So we got into music. We got man, me, you know, we could have we man, I always think about how because we're comedians, we can we could just we should just either make funny songs or make really good songs. Because there's no middle ground. I can't make normal music. No, me neither. I either make yeah. sick songs yeah. that, and I use my full talent and stage presence, or I just make funny songs that just people... Do you find funny music easy or hard? I mean, I find that there's a formula to it. Like yeah, that, that comedy nice. song is like pretty easy to write in terms of like, if you're going to write an original one, you just have to like take some premise and set it up in the verse and then the chorus is the punchline and then make the second chorus a different variation of the first punchline and you're Bush. done and then whatever and you can use that formula like very well and like kind of break it a little bit like flight of the concords was like good at that where just like but they were able to kind of like you know flight of the concords is a trick they become the character of the song. So if they're singing like a hard song, they pretend to be hard. Yeah, that's just it to we all. And then if they're singing like a sexual song, right, they're like, like yeah, 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 right? That's the trick. Yeah. Is that you don't just sing the song. It's not just a funny song. It's a character built 
driven song. song yeah. Man, well, that's one of my favorite things to do when I used to do it live at Vapor Central was to do that trick, is to give the character to the song. So I'd be like, well, what's the song about? All right, it's a country song about that. So now you're a country singer and it's just much funnier than if you, instead of you just being like, yeah, there's a guy and he said this to you. And then, right. But if you're like, there's a man with <laughs> the name and it's exactly the same as yours. People love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll die. Yeah. They're yeah. like, this guy's being so fucking silly right now. My brain can't handle this silly. One of the, uh, uh, I got a trick that I do sometimes because I'll bring, when I'm headlining, I'll bring my guitar and after about oh, like. Oh, yeah. Fuck, you're lucky. I haven't been able to really. Dude, it's easy because after like 40, 45 or whatever, you'd like, okay, you're done telling jokes, bust out the guitar and then you got like another 10, 15, right? And You've then, already won them over. Yeah, you already, and then because it's hard to follow the guitar, <coughs> it's hard to do guitar and then. Get back into your act. Then down shift back into jokes man it's not the same because yeah, you, you gotta put the guitar down and pick up the mic yeah people don't understand like, so anyways, how awkward that is if you're watching yeah. in the audience you don't even you probably don't even care you're watching that and you go yeah what do you mean so what he put down the guitar and picked up the mic buddy you guys don't know if you're in the middle of a song or you're done your song everyone's clapping you gotta put down your and then pick up your mic and start talking again you guys don't know man stand-up comedy is such an illusion i don't yeah, know how you already f- broke it when you Dude, started singing it's so crazy the ancient art of the stand-up comedian. It's used by dictators. Yeah, it's used by politicians, yeah. um, business leaders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reporters and reporters, like not like yeah. the newscaster people, yeah. where they give you tunnel vision into what they're saying, and it's almost as if you forget that there's anything outside of what they're giving to you in that moment. Lawyers, okay, lawyers, courtrooms, exactly. The, what they're saying is all that your brain can even focus on or even wants to. It's an illusion. Because most times in life, you can do anything you want and you can still retain um, some sort of like understanding of, of what's going on. But when you go watch a theater show, you go into this black theater and this black room and it's quiet right before the show. Then the curtains are drawn. Your brain is, all, you've already lost. You've already lost. The illusion has already taken you over. If you get quiet before a show starts, it's over, man. I always think about that in the audience. When they're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the show's about to start, and they'll give it up for If they're all clapping, it's over. They're already won over. They're already part of the show. What the fuck are they clapping for? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's happened yet. They already believe in Suspend, the show. It's called suspended disbelief, bro. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called There's suspended disbelief. Explain suspended it to dis- me. Do, do you know more so, about it? So, well, yeah, it's just like this... <clears throat> Essentially, what the audience has to have or will work better is that is suspended disbelief. So they suspend their own disbelief. So if you go in there and you're like, "Oh, I was walking down the street yesterday and I bumped into this guy," they need they part of them knows that this didn't happen yesterday. This might not have even happened Correct. at all. 100%. But we need to suspend that disbelief and buy into what you're talking about in order for this to go well. And it's kind of like this odd social. That's why I feel like sometimes Amazing. when we talk about good audiences or bad audiences, the dis- Distinction is truly what percentage of them are coming in with a suspended disbelief. And if you have a majority of the audience, a white hot crowd, like amateur nights, bro, where they got those bringer shows and everyone's like, oh, he's the funniest guy. Like, oh, and everyone here is here to think. And they're just oh, white baby. hot. You ever hop on those shows where it's all bringer and you come in uh. as a pro and it's just like Mark McGuire, like with a beefy neck, like coming in and just like crunching Whoa! homers. Oh, you guys like that joke? <laughs> yeah. about this. I love on those nights when they when they're laughing at the setup. You're like, oh, yeah, like, oh my god! god. Like, you guys know when you take the subway? Yeah, woo! woo! Oh my god! 
Can we record an album? Is that set up to record yeah, an album right now? Can I do 45 in my 10 minutes? Yeah. Man, that's the dream audience. You could never capture that on an album. I don't know. There might be some albums or somebody to argue, but that's you just... You get lucky, bro. If, if you get lucky to catch one of those, yeah. huh? like a shooting star audience. Woo! Yeah. Oh, man. You know, man. Oh, man. Don't talk about comedy, man. I know. Sometimes uh, I feel like though in recording situations, the implication of the album is like like it affects their suspended disbelief. You can't tell them. You well, can. sometimes like I, Fuck, mean, I know I've done album recordings yeah. where that's happened. That I know for a fact that if it was just a random audience, the audience would would have been better than in the people coming in with a expectation. Right. Fuck. But you know, I love my albums. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, your albums are funny, bro. I like your albums. Pot comic. Sometimes I. Uh, Sometimes I still get random people who will message me and they'll be like, hey, man, I just just heard you on Spotify. And you're like, who the fuck is listening to me on Spotify? Really? Yeah, because I only listen to comedy when I go to sleep. I am the worst consumer of entertainment, bro. Do you know what I do? What do you, what do, you do? Do you watch TV? What do you no. do at the end of the night? Once you I don't do nothing, bed, What bro. do you guys do? do you I watch The games? Simpsons. Danielle will probably play Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And I will literally sit there and watch season two to season 13 of The Simpsons over <laughs> and over. And I'll watch season two and I'll, and I'll start again. <laughs> like I get to 13 and I'll skip yeah. a couple episodes. Then I'll do my favorites between 13 and like 30. That I know there's a couple little ones that I like. I haven't really gone through them. And I don't even give a fuck. I, 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 people are like, well, why don't you just watch all the ones that you haven't watched? I couldn't. I just love those first 10 seasons. Yeah. And even the first four seasons, even more with Conan O'Brien and all that. Kind of, yeah. Man, there is something magic about the writing in that. That one day I'm, I'm, I watch it over and over again so that it's like ingrained in me so that one day when I start writing again, like I can't write right now. I me try. Neither, bro. I've and I try. And I just, people are like, oh, man, you better have a new 40, man. You're like, about what? Sitting the fuck down and watching the news every day, looking on my window like, a fucking creep and making sure people are staying away from each other like uh i'm not i got nothing to talk about man I well, talk especially about because board. it's such a combined experience you know like mo everyone is gonna get up there and be like ah, and like you're just and all those all those i'm not gonna name names but you can think of the guys in your head are gonna be like well i got to the end of pornhub and i fucking i, didn't know I got to the end of pornhub you know yeah like <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the worst, man. I love a good hack joke like that. That's, that's so funny to me. I'm like, see, that's funny, man. If some like open micer said it, I would hate it. But because you're my friend and I know that you're funny, I'm like, yo, that's so good. That's not funny. <laughs> I'm the worst, man. I like stuff like that. Yeah, but you know uh, what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I like know, I know, man. Okay, wait, wait. Man, comedy's a um comedy's a bitch, man. Comedy is a bitch. Because yeah. it's it's like the best it's like the most fun art form and it's such a it's such a sad thing that we're going to be one of the last things to reopen and become part of normality again. I know. Just the gathering of loud people and like, laughing, laughing. <laughs> yeah. We lost the lighter. That's okay. I'm already um, ripped. You ripped? This show's all about getting ripped. Yeah. Let's, let's do it up. Let's keep it going. You want bong hits? No. CBD capsules. That'll actually sober us up. Full spend. <laughs> this guy's been smoking weed selling CBD capsules will sober us up. That's what happens, you know that? CBD will push out the THC in your cannabinoid receptors. Shut up, really? Yes, man, bringing down your overall high. No way. For real, for real. Your cannabinoid receptors can only handle so much. And the CBD is stronger than the No, THC? the CBD will just be just a layer. Imagine like you're layering it. You're absorbing yeah. that first joint. Then okay. you absorb the second one. And your body's still absorbing whatever's left, right? 
but if you uh, introduce a new layer on top, that's the new fresh layer, and it's going to kind of push down this, and it's going to have to make... Fuck, it kind of almost makes your body have to um, get rid of it in the sense like a, like a toxin. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. So It's like a brain squeeze. Some guy explained it to me way better. Someone is going to destroy me in the comments one day about that. They're going to be like, a toxin? Are you serious, Mike Rita? But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it does. It pushes out some of the THC. It's like you're diluting your high with CBD. Full spectrum CBD has become a normal part of my life, man. I just use it all the time just for life. If I'm going to go um, on a, like a weekend trip with the family, I'll bring a little jar with me and just pop two in the morning, two at night. And I don't, sometimes nice. I don't even have to get really high all day. Yeah. What I do is like if we stop for gas, I'll roll like a little fucking pinner. But I have become that dad. Pinner I, dad? But I'll just and a pinner to me is like a solid one paper, yeah. but still like a pretty solid one paper. And I'll just stand right outside while my wife is pumping gas and my kids in the car. And I'll just be like, just man, twenty feet away. And other dads will look at me sometimes and give me like little nods, like, Yeah, I see you over there, you fucking stoner. You're like, Skull, bro, throw chips got five more hours in it. I don't even give a fuck anymore, man. Honestly, that's when I want to bring back things like the dabs and the and the pens. Cause you can just sometimes get super high off those in like two, three minutes. Yeah, the pens are super convenient, man. I just feel scared about like just the vaping overall of just the vape, you know? It just no, seems- don't do it, man. Like the oil and just coating my lungs, you know? Like coating I'm my, down with the... It's coating coating my, my lungs. It's coating my fucking lungs in THC, but I don't even want it. I just want to get ripped. I know <laughs> what you mean, bro. I can't... I can't... I just can't... I, I, I'm going to tell you, bro. I wish I could be a more pure person than I am. I wish I could eat more pure. I wish I could get higher on a more pure level. Like, I wish I could just be cleaner. And uh, dabs seem like, a, I know people would be like, well, that's the cleaner option. But it just seems like the plant naturally being smoked. That just hit, seems more human. Just seems like a more than natu- like being in a lab and distilling <laughs> it down and just fucking oh, and then heating man, it up. It just seems so methy. Yeah, bro, it is. It's custy, bro. Custy, we're bringing back the bringing word custy. That's our word of the day. Yeah, Put ding, some ding, bells ding, on. Ding, ding. <laughs> Oh, man, word of the day, Custy, brought to you by Canna, Cheap Canna. Are you looking for something to get high on tonight? Well, Cheap Canna's got your supply. Get them at www.cheapcanna.ca. Not an official sponsor of the Mike Reed Session Show. But, uh, so, we're back. <laughs> Solid advertisement, bro. You think I won't? So, we're back. What are we talking about? Probably weed, ironically. I don't remember anymore. Let's just change our topic. That's how quick I'll forget what we were talking about. You wear glasses? Uh, sometimes when I'm driving, I'll wear glasses. Yeah, does Courtney yeah, I got wear a glasses? prescription. Courtney wears glasses when she's driving too. Sometimes, but not at home. Not at home. No. You guys are fucked. Why you guys are both glasses people? No, these uh, these are human specimen when it comes to like that kind of shit. No glasses, never takes no medicine. Really? Buddy. No braces ever? Uh, no braces, uh, never like really fuck. Like, man, if she fucking gets a cut, like 24 hours later, gone. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, She drives me to be a cleaner eating person. That's what I was talking about, Pure. Yeah. I would love Danielle is borderline like able to eat clean, like fucking baby spinach salads with fucking, you know, arugula and yeah. cucumber with salt and pepper, no dressing. You're like, what the fuck is the matter? <laughs> well, who, who, I, you know, and she, and, and, and I'm in awe. I, I wish I could eat like that. Cause, uh, wouldn't it just be great? Like if, do you eat junk food? I eat junk, but you're an amazing chef. 
Buddy, you've been... Hey, you know what we learned how to cook this week or make? Pretzels. What? We made pretzels. Oh, homemade cool. Pretzels. Yeah, did you boil them in a thing? The, and with, then the baking you, soda, with the baking egg soda, egg wash, yes. salt, and then you crispy. With, the, with the thick salty yeah, bro. A little bit of Dijon mustard to yes. dip in after. Wow, so Ooh. crazy, man. If you don't make homemade pretzels, just go home and make a homemade pretzel. Yo, that's a good idea, bro. Homemade pretzels, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Easy peasy. Baking bagels. soda bath. Yeah, oh, Same, man. similar process. You boil it in the baking soda. I can't imagine it being very different at all. It's not at all. You just got to let them uh, set overnight in the fridge. And then oh, is that what it off. is? Yeah, and then bake them, yeah. No. Yeah, you get overnight fermentation you can't, on No, them. and then yeah. you bake them in the morning yeah you get everything bagel thing on top or what do yeah, you do everything bagel and i did jalapeno cheddar i pickled i make pickled jalapenos myself so i just got some of those and put them on you make pickled cheddar. jalapenos yourself yeah I make you're such jal- a and fuckhead and everything. yeah i, I hate pickles. the ones <laughs> <laughs> i hate the ones that i buy from old el paso it's old so el- easy bro you can make your own pickles you got a mason jar we you get a jalapeno pickled, uh, we make pickle in portuguese culture pickled onions are really popular yeah pickle i've got pickled red onions pickled cabbage is good yeah bro, man pickled Red onions. Yeah, I've been making my own tacos at home with beef roast. Ooh. You buy a nice beef roast, yeah, and you roast it overnight, and uh, just you know, salt, pepper, big chunks of uh, onion, big chunks of uh, garlic, yeah, and then you rub in some like Montreal steak spice, and you let it sit in a broth overnight in a slow cooker, and uh, the next morning you kind of just take it out, let it sit. And then I kind of tear it apart, it up, put yeah. a little, put it like a like a like a brown sugary um, barbecue sauce on it, like or like a hickory sauce, and just kind of like um, let that not too much sauce. You just want a light dusting on it, and you kind of like mix the meat around, buddy. And then you give it a quick fry, like because it's been cooled down. Give it a quick fry. You put it on a corn tortilla that's already been warmed Whoa. up. Corn tortilla, warm hickory, light hickory beef. Yeah. So you get more beef than hickory, but it's it's a sweet beef. Man, you put like onions on it or a avocado salsa. Yeah. So salsa verde, you know, like, so you put like the avocado, the cilantro, lime, all that shit yeah. in a blender with some pepper. And uh, you just like put you, that on there. Oh my fuck. Bro, I'm so hungry. <laughs> that, like in my head right now, I'm like, wow, I wish that fucking taco place down the street was open tonight. Oh boy. Grand Electric or some shit. Yeah. Shout out to Grand Electric in Toronto, Ontario for being one of the illest taco spots i steal your taco recipes off your online you have the ingredients and i just google what the fuck they are and i do it at home and that is a straight up beef cheek taco beef cheek yeah that's authentic there's a place in kensington seven lives that does beef cheek it's nice man it's a little fatty but i don't give a fuck yeah you can't taste it it's been roasting for three days. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite thing about cooking is like letting stuff go for like a long time. What? Like baking sourdough. I'll get high and not be hungry. So I have to like, okay, so sometimes I'll cook something and I'll try to make sure that it meets up with my high. Yeah. So that my peak high where I'm starving meets up with right when the meal's done. And uh, sometimes it doesn't meet up where I need it. So I have to let something cook. I love if I cook a chili and I got to let it cook for longer. I'm like, oh, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll eat a hearty chili, man. I don't. It doesn't need to be like, like some people like like have some liquid in it. I don't give a fuck, bro. If it's like chunky tomato with straight up ground beef and some fucking beans. Just <laughs> What's your favorite food, bro? Oh, I was talking about this the other day with Courtney, actually. And I, I was taught, I think it's like. I destroyed this couch. Morgan, you're going to kill me, man. Oh, boy. Look at that, Reed. Did you see, see this right now? Is that from your lean? It must be. Morgan, I put a... Uh, it's, it's, 
Oh man, we're gonna have to get patchwork done on this. This is uh, this is the show couch forever now. You got a sharp elbow, bro. Dude, you, that's I just like, was you like cut that thing like a. We need to bring a cut man in on this. It's we're, like a we're gonna have to bring fight. in that leather guy from Toronto, the leather man. <laughs> the leather man. You that doesn't that. sound like a guy I want to be around. Oh man, Dovercourt, no Davenport and uh, Ossington. Guy's been there since 1970 something. He is a leather master, bro. You walk in there and it seems like it's a like a store where you just like buy leather stuff. And you're like, do you make all of this shit? And he's like, yeah, right, I do. What do you want? You want fucking repairs? What do you need? <laughs> and uh, I, do you guys, do you, do you have a character like that? Like somebody that you love from maybe where you live now or from where you grew up? Like a local dude that, that everybody knows? I mean, I used to live in Parkdale, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Parkdale has some good, good there's people. There's a lot of characters there, man. Man, I don't know why. I guess it's because of, there's a big... Um, there's a big jumbling up of a lot of places that deal with people with mental health issues. Yeah. So Parkdale always has a lot of um, scragglers and like just yeah. walk arounders. Walk around. Walk, a bro. Walk arounders. Oh, and man. I was right at Queen and Lansdowne too, bro. So I was like <laughs> All right kinds there. of walk arounders over there. Queen and Lansdowne <laughs> is one of the funniest um, places you can ever just stand as a human. Yeah. Okay. Because if you stand on the corner and you don't move, you feel like a crackhead. And if you move too much, you feel like even more of a crackhead. So you have to find this perfect balance of feeling like like a natural person like if you pace you're like oh my god i'm a crackhead I'm a, I'm a, people for sure looking at me like crackhead because yeah. i'm a pacer if i'm standing on the corner i can't just stand there i feel weird so i kind of gotta just like kind of pace around or bro you kind of got to figure out how to it's literally right you're like you got to figure out how to like move with amongst them amongst the walk arounders amongst, on that air, man. and then you kind of slide oh, and then you you just kind of move your way around I wonder if there's ever going to be a study done into mental illness and drug use because there's got to be like a great link in between the two. Just people who have under underlying mental illnesses who don't look crazy, but they are like suffering from things. Right. Love, love to abuse things. And why? Why do they love to abuse things? Is it because uh, the escape, the normality? I love that kind of shit because I grew up in a neighborhood. Yeah, you grew up in a pretty cussy neighborhood. Yeah, I grew too, up in right? a super cussy neighborhood. It's yeah. actually still kind of cussy. We have one lady who shows up and punches cars at night. Oh, no. Man, so like at 2, 3 in the morning, all you hear is beep, beep, beep. Just cars driving by and you just hear, fuck you. Bam. Oh. And she starts punching the cars. And then you, like one time I called the police and the lady's like, yeah, I think we've already had a few reports of this woman. And you're like, what? This is crazy. So like... These people slip through our uh, system pretty hardcore. Right. Well, it's because we choose to use the the legal system to deal with mental health issues like this rather than the health system, which Fuck, is the biggest man. Some problem. Some shit recently happened in Toronto with that woman and, and she... Uh, the balcony? Oh, my goodness. Bro. How does that happen? The, Who knows? The worst thing is, is that the family called for the police's help. Right. Imagine then, that. Yeah. Imagine whoever made that call, like the mom or the sister. Hey, can you guys come help us? My sister's having a meltdown. Um, she's you know acting weird. She's yelling at us. Maybe she has a weapon or something. We just need you guys to subdue her. Yeah, cool. 20 minutes later, she's dead. Dude, yeah. that kind of shit is heartbreaking. Uh, and uh, when I was a kid, because we grew up in a like kind of a crusty little shitty neighborhood, you used to see uh, mental illness. Like By the time we were like six or seven, we already knew what prostitutes were, what crackheads yep. were. Yep. And it was all... like It wasn't even a thing. You're like, oh man, watch out for that crackhead. Yep. And it's because they were like coming down the street. You're like... Oh man! And now I, I used to have jokes about crackheads, and now I don't anymore. I just, I just can't do it anymore because I realize that nobody chooses to be a crackhead. Right. Very few people choose. Like Whitney Houston, if she did smoke crack, chose to be a crackhead. That doesn't count. You can't be rich and successful. And, 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 okay, 
Doesn't count. Well, no, that's the thing is that I did you watch her documentary? No, what happened? It's still that rule. What you're saying still applies because she had very traumatic childhood and all that stuff. And the pain, the same reason oh, that regular See? people turn to crack is the same reason that someone with infinite resources who who can turn to un- what infinite to amounts Give of me crack. A quick rundown man. Of what happens to Winnie Houston? I don't know, man. She had some like horrible like se- like like sex assault stuff and like. Oh she man! Grew, like, yeah, then, somebody touched her as a as a youth. Yeah, oh. there's like, and then like her career was like totally like not hers like coming up and then she was with that guy like who beat her up all the time and like like you know and then pretty she, crazy shit yeah man and then they started doing drugs together and then he pulled her into this and then like you know yeah imagine how like, cool that must be to do like drugs with people of that like high ranking at that time there were people getting high with whitney houston and bobby brown on crack yeah, like imagine you know, sitting in Whitney, Whitney Houston's Houston. million dollar house and you're just smoking rock. Or Rob Ford. Like, can you imagine like smoking oh, rock with Rob man, Ford? And that video was <laughs> so sick. Dude, those people, Rob Ford is sitting in like someone's raggedy ass kitchen. Like, like, yo, like, oh my, and he's like, yeah, he's fine. Oh my God. Dude, that's fucking sick. I always think about that. Like, cause Richard Pryor was like, a, like he was like doing speed balls and shit in like oh, the seventies. Yeah. So imagine that. Like people were getting high in that guy's sick house with his fucking monkeys. He's probably high as fuck making jokes. Smoking like, yeah, like, you know, doing coke and heroin in one big rocky shot. Crazy drugs. Crazy. Oh, and you're man. like, yo, I'm just with the mayor right now. I'm like, I'm we're with the mayor and we're we're doing, yeah, we're doing blasts. Come over, bro. <laughs> Don't bring a phone. He'll snap. Yeah. He even looks at the phone. Is that thing on? Doesn't even care because he's smoking rock. Yeah, he's too rocked out to care. Yeah. Can you imagine how cool that is? If you could smoke rock with anybody in, in history, who is a known rockhead? Who you Who's choosing? a known rockhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Known, uh, known rockhead. Like, probably, like, just, like, one of the guys from Parkdale. <laughs> yeah, nice, man. That's so funny, man. How'd you get here? Have a little hit of the pipe and I'll tell you. Yeah. Come join me. Come join me, young man. <laughs> I don't know why crackheads always sound like leprechauns, but they do. That sounds like a prospector to me. Like, ah, yeah. just go to them, the hills. Yeah, it's because they're missing teeth. And anytime you right. picture someone missing teeth, oh, yeah. that's what they sound like. There's rocks in this pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, are you okay? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that's fucked. Uh, okay, but well, wait, time out, chill. We yeah. Go, okay. I, I would. Ah, oh, fuck, man. I don't know who. I who would I smoke? Okay, who Theo would I? Theo Flurry. That's pretty cool, right? Like, oh he had, yeah. Like some like crack issues. I Maybe think. We, uh, what's her name? Um, Amy Winehouse. Oh yeah, no, known drug. She user. was a, that's good, a good one. Good singer. God, I'm trying to think. No, you, I wouldn't want to get high with Amy Winehouse. I don't think she had anything like like. Yeah, mate, it's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, fairly abrasive. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody who's like a cool rocket. Like, see, like Richard Pryor. Oh, man, I think George Carlin was getting into that kind of shit for a while there. That'd be cool. He said he was doing almost seven grams of cocaine a day at the height of it. Man, isn't that great? Isn't that crazy? And a, Imagine uh, what your face feels like. You doesn't. Inner, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Oh my god! I I just did something that I only do when something is so good that you said it. I didn't even laugh because I had to compliment you first. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I never do that unless it's but it was just so perfect. Seriously, there's interviews that you can find of him where he's got like his cool like coke glasses on. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was everybody thinking in the seventies? Why did they all wear those like rose colored fucking like glasses like this? Like obviously you're all whacked out on coke. Only people high on drugs want to see a pink me. world constantly, all day, every day. Yeah, that's right, Johnny Carson. I just step in touring the nation. I want to thank all the college kids for coming out. <laughs> God, I love that kind of shit. I, what, what, what I wouldn't do 
to be high on coke on Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine just being at the like height in of your that, career. Like, yeah, in like, like nineteen. They, they rolled out the carpet for yeah. you. Like you're you're not like not Johnny Carson wants to book you tonight. You're going on Carson. Like you know, yeah. like you're like the best comic in the country. You George Carlin. Your album's number one. You're selling out. Like, shit, you're breaking records, man. You know Steve Martin hasn't even come yet, so you're still like the best. You're all rocked out. Oh, fuck. You can't even feel your face. <laughs> and over on your left is... Jo What's his name? McMahon fucking is all rocked. He's all fucked up like... <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Carson's over here. And you're just, man, we're on couches right now, so it would be like this. And you're like, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. It's been crazy, man. My whole life. And, and it was it must have been such pure shit in like the 70s. These yeah. guys are so rich and so well off. They must have just been that's why they do those little key bumps in those movies. You couldn't do that nowadays. That's like 10% coke, 90% yeah. <laughs> numbing agent. Yeah, just, just some <laughs> Just some shabunkus. Oh, man. <laughs> Best coke in the country, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. <laughs> right? yeah, that, I'm gonna go on record and say that. I'm gonna go because it's it's off the coast of some of everything, and nobody's watching it. Nobody gives a shit, mm. buddy. I'm telling you, man. Knock your socks off, man. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> the stuff, whatever the fuck is making it to Alberta is bunk, bro. Well, Alberta stuff's coming from Vancouver. Oh my god. So, oh maybe not though, man. But the BC stuff, though, the 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 Asian cartel is what we. It's call the it. exactly. It's all the Asian cartel stuff coming over. Is that, what, what do you call that? Right, like the like what? Just is there, sucking super press, bro. It's just uh. super press. <laughs> We'll be back after these messages. We cut to a commercial, but it's like still us in the background. We're just doing this. Like, <laughs> and there's like an ad for like cheap canna. <laughs> All right. We're, <laughs> we do a little nose cleaning thing. All right. We're back. Man, when you were a kid, what was your favorite drug movie? My favorite drug movie? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I really liked... Um, I like movies that happen over one night. So I liked... Um, what you uh, like one night movies? I like one night movies, like John Hughes movies, like you know, like Sixteen Candles. Yeah, oh Breakfast my Club. god, dude! Like, like, yeah, like John Hughes movies will take all place in like, like just like dude, like a fucking hours, room for yeah, like seven for like, hours. Yeah, oh exactly. my god, yeah, I like that. So I liked um, uh, what's that movie called uh, with the uh, the Soul Pole and dude, like uh, that guy wrote like Dazed and Confused. I like Dazed and Confused. Wow, yeah. that was your that was your that go to. Was movie. I like that movie. I thought that was really funny because it just was like I wanted to be like a cool teen teenager and like party and like i remember when i was a teenager and i started going to like bush parties or whatever God, i was like man this is like and i like grew my hair long and i was like yeah man like i'm day i am in days and confused like i wanted to like oh. live that night like have one night like that oh man remember those remember remember your youthful excitement for just a party Oh yeah, just a fucking party. A party. We're gonna go like, get drunk. We're Cam's gonna go. Parents are. I might get gone. laid. Yeah. Like, oh man, remember the idea of might get laid? Like, I have a, I have a wife and a kid now. I could give two fucks about getting laid. <laughs> I'm like, if I get laid, you know how much work I have to put uh, yeah, in. I have to get much. ready. I got to shower. I got to wash yeah. my nuts. Yeah, I didn't have plans to wash my nuts. It's a Monday, damn right. it! I washed it yeah. Sunday night and I haven't moved all day. <laughs> no, it's. Um, I feel you though, bro. I'll it's tell you what, man. Different. It's it's so great to grow up and, and go through those phases that everybody warns you about and and at the time when you're younger and you don't see that you're not like when you so when you're a teenager you don't see your twenties coming then when you're in your twenties you don't see your thirties coming and all of them hit you pretty hard and it, and it's so funny because everyone's like ah you'll see it's gonna come man you'll change you you won't even know man you're just gonna grow up you're just gonna break out of it and you're like no I'm not then you meet a girl and you do break out of it and you're yeah. like fuck I really like this lady. 
I can't just be doing drugs till four in the morning with my friends anymore. Yep. I got to be doing drugs till midnight. <laughs> and then you're like, and then uh, I got to be square for her to pick me up. Yeah, I got to be sober now because she's coming to pick me up and we're going out for ice cream and I want to be able to taste it this time. Yeah. And, um, and, then, uh, and, then, and then, man, like That's funny. when I met Danielle, Danielle was such a like proper university student that it yeah. like strained me out. And then she came to Toronto. I fucked her up too because I got her like into the city life and the city life was shit. Now we're country folk. Right. We've gone full circle. We've gone from like yeah island folk. I mean, I, if I where could you if you could live anywhere in Canada, where are you living? I would live in the interior BC. Yes, man. Somewhere like close to an airport, like somewhere like outside of Kelowna, but like in Kamloops? that in like yeah, well, just in the on Kamloops the water somewhere nice, like no, Kamloops. Yeah. I've been there. I've been to Kamloops. Lots, it's actually but in the middle like, of nowhere. It's too deserty for me. Bro. Yeah, it's. I would be rather closer to that. Salmon like, Arm is close yeah, to there. Salmon, that's Vernon, nice. Nelson. God, one of those Salmon sort Arm of is places. cool because you drive into like a little valley and then it becomes this like little beach town. Yeah. Yeah. So nice, man. Yeah, cold stream. I don't know. There's lots of places in that interior. I live on the Coca-Cola, bro. I just love the name Coca-Cola. <laughs> the Coca-Cola. Dude, the Coca-Cola, bro. <laughs> hey, we did that drive, eh? We did the drive from Vancouver to Calgary. Oh, yeah. That's a good... That's a long... It's, uh, a, it's long a good drive, long yeah. drive, man. It was yeah. a full day, but we got to do Banff. You get to... If you do it right, you get to go through Banff and for fun and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, it's great. We, we Man, shout out to the whole... To the Yuck Yucks manager there. Who we got stuck without a hotel and it was during Stampede. And this fucking guy let us stay at the Yuck Yucks condo on a Monday and Tuesday. Really? Nobody was there. And I called him on like a whim on at like nine o'clock when we were pulling in and the fucker let us stay. That's I was so amazing. tired. I was so fucking tired. We've been driving all day. There's a squash court in that condo. Is there actually? Yeah. What's the best thing? What's the best hotel you ever stayed at? Oh, uh, when I did when I opened for Jerry D, I got a two room suite at the at the River Creek Casino. A two room suite. Yeah, and then the next night at the casino in Calgary, they gave me a sick ass suite too. It wasn't as nice, but it was like a big ass suite. Those kind of gigs are nice. Yeah, I didn't even need it though. Fuck, hotels are crazy, man. I've stayed at some Marriotts and shit. I'm trying to think of good hotels. I never stayed at a fucking suite. Oh, I'll tell you what the best thing I ever stayed at. That was like a one-off thing. We stayed at, uh, we did, we got to stay, we got to Glamp. Glamour Camp uh, in Newfoundland, in Burlington, Newfoundland, which is like middle of nothing Newfoundland. Like population is literally, I think, 90. And, uh, but the the big attraction in that town is uh, Sean Majunder. Yeah. Is from there. Okay, yeah. So every year he puts on a music festival and he has comedy too. And I was the headliner for the comedy one year. Buddy, we got the glamp next to uh, an ocean inlet Ooh. where whales would show up in the morning and at night. So in the morning, you would just hear. <laughs> and you'd open your fucking thing and there'd just be whales. What? And uh, I I swear to God, man, I'm a heavy sleeper. So Danielle and my road manager, DJ, yeah. all got to see them. And one morning while I was like out there waiting for the whales to come out, I was taking pictures of loons. And while the whales came, and so I, I, I'm taking pictures of the loons, and all I hear is, look, whales, whales. And all I got to see was a fin and a little bit of water flicker up. So I didn't even get to see them breach or anything. Mm. But they got to watch them breach. They breached while I was taking pictures of loons. I felt like such a loser. A loonser. A loonser. <laughs> I was truly a loonser. And that's our Canadian word of the day. Loon, you, fucking you fucking loonser. loonser. <laughs> Dude, the sound That of sounds good. I've done a couple gigs like that, though, before. I should have thought of that. I was just thinking about hotel rooms, but I've done, like, cabin gigs. 
and like cabin gigs, like gigs where it's like they put oh, you up I've in like had some a cabin log gigs. cabin. Oh, Vancouver, like we're not in Vancouver. Yeah. We did British Burke in British Columbia for the uh, Great Canadian Class Gathering. Which oh is yeah, in the I was supposed the... to come with you actually. What happened to that? I don't know. I think I got booked somewhere else or some shit. We had you on. Was that that little weird mini tour we were gonna? Yeah, do? Yeah, we we're gonna do that. And just never what happened really to that. Did one show of the eight, nine of them. What happened to the one show? Where do we do the one show? Here. <laughs> oh, yeah? I was like, wow, shit, we even hit the road for a little bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, I always try to do that, man. I know, that was nice, though. We could I'm always trying to take peeps on the road for yeah. a little mini shit because I just want to build a, a road brand. I always think about this. Now we can't do it because of the current situation that we're in, but it was always to do a monthly four-show uh, tour. So every month you do Toronto, Montreal, Kingston, Ottawa. Toronto. And no matter what, you have a four-city tour. You just work it out. Right. And each week, each month, you book a new host right. and a new headliner. and or, or I'll host and I'll book a new headliner and a local middle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and four I, weeklies, bro. That's the... Dude, how sick would that be? So yeah. imagine you could do that. You know, oh man, there's so much easier ways to... I wish I should start a podcast on how to make a living from comedy. There's a bunch of secrets. And uh, the secrets are to hustle your ass off <laughs> and make so much money in so many small ways that somehow you scrape together enough for bread. And then when you finally have a little bit of bread, you can buy some cheese maybe before it goes rotten. Yeah. Cheese goes rotten sometimes within three days. I buy like really nice fancy cheese and I won't, I won't seal it correct. Mm. And I'll get that little blue it comes corner. In the paper. Yeah. When you ever, you ever like, I, 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 you ever go to a store where they have, they, they have this like use that slicer thing, and they give you a little sample, bro. <laughs> I'll eat. Oh, that's a trick. They don't know, but if I, when I was a teenager, I worked in Kensington Market. Global they, cheese, bro. Oh my god, they, bro. that's how they get you. I man. used to go. I still go there. That's still my cheese. Store. I know. They, I love that. That me. lady is fire, bro. She just gets. And you. she's down to give you. You want to yes. try it? You want to try? Try that spicy <laughs> cheese. You can fuck a handle. <laughs> I know that spicy cheese. You're like, yeah, all right. She's you try like, it. You're like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is it? Who's eating that? But Turkish, you know what she does? Turkish you know what seen her technique? Okay, so say she's got the circle of cheese, right? And it's got a little bit coming out. She's like, how much you want? You want this? And then it looks like a nice sliver. And you're like, okay, that looks to be about like a nice amount. And then right as she's coming down, she cranks the knife like that, like imperceptibly. Oh like you God. wouldn't notice. And she's just like, she yoink. There and then go. it's like, well, there you go. I already cut it. And you're like, well. And she already greased you up with enough free cheese that you're like, I'm not going to be like, ah, fuck. And then what? Like, what, what? I already cut the cheese. If you don't go home with some aged cheddar, at least. <laughs> Man, I'll. Uh, what's your favorite normal cheese and what's your favorite special cheese? I like, uh, I don't like, know. You know what I mean by normal cheese? Like AIDS, cheddar, um, like normal Monterey cheese? Jack, like oh, yeah. some sort of normal cheese. That, and then what's your favorite specialty cheese? Like I always got like a block of cheddar going on at home. No choice. I always have old uh, aged cheddar. Yeah, I like smoked cheddar. cheddar too. Smoked cheddar, anything smoked. I have a, yeah, I have a, I hate smoked Gouda. People like smoked Gouda. You don't Gouda. like smoked Gouda. No, and it's like the only one. Gouda. I don't like smoked. I liked everything else. I'll, I'll have a, any kind of smoked cheese I like. Oh, smoke, smoke cheddar is is next level, but uh, I got some che uh, cheese with caramelized onions in it. I'm okay day, with that. Man, that sounds like it would be fire. Yeah. Good, yeah. What do you eat with your cheese? Crackers. Yeah. That's what you eat with your cheese. Wine. You, you, you like meats? Meats, salami. What kind of meats? Oh, prosciutto. I like salami. No man, prosciutto. Salami is nice. You See, don't like prosciutto? I Portuguese, man. I, we, we, prosciutto wasn't a thing that you ate like that. You you had to go in the cold room, and it was like a dead leg. <laughs> It'd just be a yeah. leg. And your mom be like, you want us some ham? 
And you're like, this is the nastiest fucking thing I ever laid my fucking eyes on. Why is there a dead leg of lamb that looks like it's got rotten, nasty shit on the outside? Because it, it does. I know. Yeah. And when you're a kid, see, like, like when I was growing up, man, to me, that was the nastiest shit we had in our house. And my mom and dad thought it, and it still is. Clearly, people love it, bro. It's, it's like a See, delicacy. now this is why when you asked me earlier in the hallway before we started recording, like what kind of race or whatever, it's like, I wish that I had, you grew up with a fucking prosciutto hanging in your closet, man. Oh, yeah, and culture. I hated it and I got angry at and, it. I, I thought I'm, it was nasty. I would love that. That's funny. I had, uh, there was no, well, I had nothing. We, we made I had bread. Coats. My mom made bread every Sundays. <laughs> For real, bro. In my house, cooking was, uh such a normal thing yeah that when i started dating danielle she would ask me how i knew things and i didn't know how i knew right i'd just be like i just know she's like how do you know how to cook that like that i'd be like i don't know cook it. my mom does it like that and, yeah. and i realized that almost everything she asked me was my mom does it like that it's so crazy how you pass it on to your kids we do it with Aaliyah. Aaliyah does everything with d if she's making bread she pretends it's play-doh and they just make it and yeah, they just yeah. fucking there is nothing kids love to do more than manipulate shit with their hands yeah. like play-doh and all that kind of stuff buddy sometimes i'll just let her put her hands in a bowl of flour you know how crazy that is to a kid mix the water in there gum it up gum it up yeah. love it up man <laughs> eggs cracking eggs and squishing eggs oh. yolks my kid loves it and then she'll be like yucky yeah. that shit's the best man one time you asked me uh years ago do i play why don't i play uh just normal music for my kid and i want you to know that you can do that starting at around i learned around two two and a half remember you asked me like why don't you just play normal i did music? ask you that i did why don't you just play normal music why do you I play kids it, music you know what's funny is i literally thought of that conversation today because i saw raffi <laughs> Raffy, bro. Number one. All right, but seriously, Ra Raffy's <laughs> fucked, man. That guy's Canadian. Did you know that? Uh, uh, no, I didn't. Dude, okay. We're going to wrap it up soon. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So I learned that at around two, two and a half, you can yeah, play normal music for your kid and she'll pick it up. My kid's favorite song right now is Baby on Board by The Nannies, which is a cover version of The Baby Simpsons. Baby on Board. That's right. Yeah. So it's The Simpsons version. It's a one uh, and a two and a three. Ba boom, boom, boom. Baby on board. That, dude, yeah. there's a version of that on Spotify that my kid loves. She can sing the whole thing, man. And uh, yeah, you play normal songs for your kid. Eventually they like it, man. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do it around two. When they're little, you can't. They don't no. pick it up. It's yeah, too fast-paced like, and too... normal. And it, it just has too much rhythm. They just yeah, don't get like, it. Like, they can't. Like, John Bonham is too much. Yeah, remember I was like... <laughs> yeah, <you're> like <laughs> it's too much for the kids. They need like basic shit to yeah. learn how music works. And now yeah. my kid loves it. Like uh, she, she, can, she can dig some shit. Kids love uh, funk. They don't get funk, but they love funk. If you play funk for kids, that like it sounds like kids' music to them because it's just fun. Right, right? funk is very yeah. is non-sad music. Primal too. Yes, man. Everything's on the one on the funk, so it's kind of like kids can get behind. It's that. all one. Holy fuck! I, you're right. I'm like, oh my god. Bootsy Collins has. He's like, you want to know how to? He's got a 30 second YouTube video on how to play funk. He's like, you don't want to know how to play funk? Funk is on the one. He's like, boom, two, three, four. Bump. And then he's like, you just fill the rest. And then funks in the middle, and then he's like, bump, but then, but then, but you did a bump, but you did a do, but you did a bump. If you if you funk. just learn those kind of tricks, man, you can play yeah. anything. Yeah. Break. Okay, wait. Uh, there's no way to wrap this up. Did you have fun today? Fuck yeah, that was oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's a quick little podcast. Yeah, that's that it, right, nice. man? Yeah. We all got high today. I'm all ripped. We've gotten notes from our producers that I get too high near the ends of my thing, and I felt like today I was I was getting high near the end of our podcast. It's just what mm. happens. That's what it is. Yeah, man. it's hard. Well, it's hard to talk for an hour or two. And fucking, yeah. I don't even know how long we've been here. 
Our next guest might be texting me for all I know. I don't give a fuck. Hope you have fun, yo. That was our yeah, guest, Drew Bain. Wait, let me that. promote shit. I know you have an album. What's your album? It's called Gnarly. Gnarly. Gnarly, you can find on Spotify, on Spotify and everything. And Where everything. was it recorded? It was recorded at the corner. Ooh, yeah. sick. Uh, um, who did you release it through? Uh, myself, 100%. No. Bro, I did 100% everything. I did. I recorded it. I mixed it. I mastered it. I fucking did the album art cover. Oh I uploaded God. everything. I did all the metadata for it. I did everything, 100% myself, like everything. I even put the microphones on the stands and did the cables for it and everything. But if I was, <laughs> if I was that hardworking, I'd probably be a billionaire by now. I Fuck. swear to God. Most times people have to do shit for me and then I can deliver. Like, I, I, like that's it, bro. Like, thank God I don't have to open up a comedy club. You know, I yeah. just got to show up and be, be there, be there. Cause I can <laughs> never be that guy. Like, like, like our recording today. I could never do this. I got, I got nothing in it, man. I can't believe that you did that. You You're could, the man. bro. It's two mics. Zoom. You know, you can two mics in a zoom. You can figure out how to plug that in. You already lost me at zoom. <laughs> You're the I mean, man, Drew. Thank you. I Let's appreciate do some it. CBD capsule. Go home. Just okay. Really. You're the best. Respect. Man. Yo, that's been our show. Thank you to cheap Canada for being our unofficial sponsor. Uh, our, <laughs> our production crew at Macaw Studios. We love you guys. Uh, tune into the rest of our show. Subscribe, like all that shit. I'm your host, Mike Rita. I'm ripped, and I hope you are too. <laughs> all right, that's great. <laughs>